Hey, welcome to FQ, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And welcome to this week's podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. It is May 11th, 2022. And this week we have a super awesome guest. He spits fire in real life and is a cool dude. And I just met him, but I've seen his stuff for a long time now. And he's a New York Yankees fan, which both of us relate to. And so uh, uh, my buddy now, my new friend, uh, Blake Speaks Fire. How you doing, man? Hey, man. Thank you for having me so much, man. I appreciate the opportunity to come on here. And uh, like I said, get to know you even better. And it's a privilege and honor that uh, you, you asked me to come on here and talk, man. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate you like making the time. I mean, this was this was a while in the making, but I finally caught yeah. you at the right time. But I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. It's been a long time coming. I'm glad. I'm glad it's here. So I guess we'll just jump right in, man. What what was your what was your growing up look like? Did you have mom, dad? Did you go to church? Were you not going to church? What okay. did it all look like? Yeah, man. Actually, um, all right. When I was ten months old, my biological father. Um, he was he was hitchhiking on the side of the road, drunk, uh, whatever. He got hit by an eighteen wheeler and died. So, my mom remarried when I was like, man, like two years old, like young, yeah. and um, to a to a Christian man. And um, so I was raised. He's in. He was a uh, he was a Marine. He was in the military. So my mom's a Christian school teacher. So I was raised up in a strict <laughs> Baptist military home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I had to go to church, like I had to, and that, that was vital. I hated it then, you yeah. know, I, I, but, um, that was vital in my walk. Yeah. So I come up in church, learn about God and, um, really always had a desire to love God, but I think I had a desire for my flesh even more, <laughs> you know, coming yeah. up. And, um, I think a lot of it came from, uh, my biological father. You know the the addiction run running through the blood, you know, and um, so I, I, man, I had coming up. I was just such like the Jekyll and Hyde, like I was good hearted, but but man, did I have this desire to to rebel just deep in me, you know? Yeah. Some people, some people they come up, you know, they they really have a they just like my daddy. He just wants to do good all the time. Like his, his whole desire in life, like to do good. Like mine is left field. Like <laughs> I have to fight. I have to crucify my flesh daily. But anyway, yeah. So coming up, um, I was in church. Um, I, um, and I quit school at about ninth grade. I had already got into man, drugs, alcohol, uh, sick, man. I, I mean, from an early age, probably about 13 or 14, I started doing that. Um, by the time I was, 18, I had a kid, got and uh, I got sent to prison. I caught six felony charges when I was a teenager. My oh. son was three months old. What did, what did I, you do, uh, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, no, no, no problem. Um, selling stolen assault rifles, auto burglary, and residential burglary, kicking in people's uh, door in the is house that, with shotguns. Is that how you got the guns? Was you took it? Um. No, this was two separate incidents. Oh shoot! Um, yeah, yeah, man, I was, I was, yeah, really wild, and and so um, I got, I got loaded one night, and man, I, I don't even know. We just went kicking in people's doors and uh, found some guns <laughs> and uh, sold them, and somebody turned one in and told them where they got it from, and and then a guy had um, stole a pound of weed from me and I kicked in his door with a 12 gauge pump. I'm so glad he wasn't there. Yeah. And, uh, he'd have been there, bro. I mean, who knows? Yeah. And I was like 17, 18 years old at this time. Stupid. But I ended up going to prison for that when my son was three months old. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I was in until he was about four and I got out, uh, straightened up for a very short amount of time. And, uh, so you were, in, to, you were in prison for three years? Mm, four. Four? As okay, a, okay. I was in three at first, and then I got out for like a very short amount of time and failed a drug test, and uh, they sent me back for another year. Wow. So basically four years. And yeah. you, you went in as 17, 
18. 18. 18. Oh, okay. I was like, if you went in at 17, well, even 18, that's yeah. still tough because I know the prison system's not all all that's oh, cracked up to be. No. Mississippi uh, State Prison, man. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. And uh, But I had to grow up in there really fast, man. And uh, so I came out, man, and uh, I did good for a little while. I got I got married, I th- uh, not to my son's, my, not my oldest son's mom, but uh, I got married and uh, got into church and got to uh, got to be on leadership at a at a church. It was a non non denominational church in Slidell, Louisiana, and um, man, I started living for the Lord real hard, man. Like I went to a ministry training school there for yeah. a year, studying God's Word and all that, and then my marriage started falling apart and uh she stopped going to church and 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 i'm not blaming her for the whole marriage problem but you know what we both had issues we both had a little growing up to do but my marriage started falling apart when it did and when it crumbled uh man i started just rebelling against the lord stopped going to church and uh let me tell you man this is something that a lot of people don't understand and I and I'll never forget this. I thought I had gotten so close to the Lord at one point that I used to challenge the devil. Yeah. I woke up in the morning and I was like, Devil, I I love the Lord so much. I I dare you to try to come against it. Like I had got so arrogant. Like I did, dude. And that's one thing I'll never do again in my life is yeah. challenge the devil. I won't the, de- the word says we resist the devil and he may flee. Yeah. It doesn't say, Go it doesn't say challenge him, rebuke him. Yeah. And uh, so I did that. And man, I tell you what, it wasn't a, within a year later, man, I had got on dope real bad. I connected with an old friend and because uh, I'd stopped hanging out. That's what the devil does. He isolates you, man. When you get out of church, you stop hanging around all these people. And you stop your fellowship. And that's one thing that's so important about fellowship with other believers and Christians. Because if the devil can pull you out and he can isolate you, that's where he'll get you right there, man. And yeah. I started, he'll bring, he'll bring somebody from your past around, you know, and that's exactly what he did. An old friend introduced me back into methamphetamines and eventually heroin. And man, I, I got worse, worse than I'd ever been. And, um, so I was delivering some drugs one night and I had got back into it real bad. I delivered some drugs one night. I had told this story on one of my testimonies, man. I, had, I got pulled over by the cops and this was late at night. And, um, <clears throat> I had a bunch of dope in between my legs, man. And, uh, I pulled over and when the, the police, the police officer knew me, so when he pulled over and he walked up to my, my uh, car window, I went to, to like trying to grab, grab the drugs from underneath my lap and he yeah. thought I had a pistol. Well, he pulled out a gun and he put it to my head in the window and they said, I will kill you right now, Blake. And he had a gun right there and I didn't know what to do. I jumped out the passenger seat of the car, dude, ran with the drugs, man, fought him, got rid of him, man, and uh, had a gun in my head to stick this dog on me. They went in my car and found a weapon and, uh, I went to jail. I was already out on bond for fighting the cops in the drug possession again. This was in 2014. Yeah. And um, I get a call. Uh, I talked to my mom later on. I find out that night it was it was the anniversary of my dad getting killed on his way to New Orleans to get drugs, drunk on the side of the road. My mom woke up out of her sleep. Somebody said, pray for your son. He is He's on the verge of dying. You know, something bad's happening to him. At that moment, my mom prayed. I was getting pulled over and had a gun to my head by the cops. And it was the anniversary of my dad dying to the day, to the hour of my dad getting hit on the side of the road and and getting killed. And my mom had woke up out of her sleep, something saying, pray for your son. And I didn't die that night. I went to jail. Yeah, and um, that began that began a process of me. It's taken a long, a long. It was a long process. God's had to do a lot of work on me, but that was that was the beginning 
of me starting to get off drugs and coming back to God, man. I, I went and did another year locked up that time. And I got out. I got off drugs. And then I, I got a job offshore where I work now offshore. And uh, so I've been clean from drugs <laughs> for about four, about four years now. Nice. But I turned to alcohol. But anyway, you got some more questions. No, keep going. Or if you man. want me to keep going. No, okay. you can keep talking. Okay. Like you're not, you're not, you're, okay. you're allowed to, kinda, you're allowed I, to talk. <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't know if I was just, you know, I'm just kind of just telling random stories, man. No, so, you're good. And, um, okay. Well, after I got off drugs, man, I, I, uh, I always felt like I needed something to be happy. There was an emptiness there. Yeah. There was always my whole life seeking this fulfillment, whether it be in drugs or women or whatever it is, I always was seeking that and I overdid everything. And so when I got off drugs, I started drinking a whole lot. And dude, I caught three DUIs <laughs> within, within about four months of each other. And that was about two and a half years ago. But yeah. I, I totaled my truck like off the side of the interstate, fell asleep on the way to go do God knows what at a hotel and uh totaled my truck. It, they brought me to jail. That was my third one within three or four months. I still, I've been fighting one of them for over two years now. I got a court date in June. I went to court. I got a lawyer and they, they just they had been fighting them for a couple of years. And I finally, they, this is crazy. My judge happened to be somebody that I grew up in church with. My dad's good friend. He hadn't seen in like years. Well, the the weekend before I went to court, dude, they should have bowed me because of my raps and my records. Don't me, don't me in jail. Yeah. And, uh, the weekend before I went to court, my dad was at a, uh, um, RA's which is like the young boys, uh, like the, the young kids, the boys in the church, yeah. which like a little car race they were having at a church that all the churches around went to, and he ran into that judge. And he was like, hey, how's your son? And my dad got to minister to him about my life, how I've changed my life around. And my dad hadn't seen this guy in years. And my yeah. dad was like, dude, he's, he has completely sold out for Jesus now. He had he got telling my whole testimony. And when I went to court, man, he broke two doubt charges down into one, gave me a fine, and said, I talked to your dad. On the bench, right there in front of me, said, I talked I talked to your dad. Keep doing what you're doing. And gave me a slap on the wrist, man. And uh, yeah. and I'm still fighting one of those charges right now. Uh, another one, the third one from Louisiana. So man, it's been a long road, tough and Sometimes the judges don't care where you're at now, you know. So I'm just praying the Lord is going to work in that situation for me, too. It's been so long. So yeah. that's where I'm at now, man. And TikTok, I'm telling you, I, I my ministry on TikTok is, I've, I've, I've known my whole life that God had a call for me to speak in the lives of people, but I just wouldn't submit. I wouldn't surrender, yeah. you know. And uh, that's everything. And so many people go along their life without walking into their calling or their destiny and purpose that God has for them. And they think just have, just becoming a Christian is like the end step when it's only the beginning step. And I've yeah. had to learn that too. Not, not just being okay with, with being saved and not going that basically that's what they use. All right, I'm not going to hell. Cool. You know, I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to kind of mosey on through life. And I've always had a desire for more, and I know it's been there, and and I've I've not forfeited it, but I, but I've prolonged it for yeah. so long that I've known, and uh, man, one day I just I just opened up a TikTok. I was bored. I deleted my Facebook to get away from all my friends, and uh, I was like, man, I had no idea there was a Christian side of TikTok. I just. Dude, I just downloaded and I started seeing people sharing testimonies. And the Lord just spoke to me and he, and he said, Blake, start doing that. Start doing that. And I did. And man, it just, 
and blowing up, man, and and it's helping me, yeah, to stay in the word. Like it, it to give the word means I'm always in study, you know, to to give the word out and share it, yeah. and it's helped it's helped helped me a whole lot focus on on Christ. Now, just it can be draining too because you pour out and pour out and pour out and pour out, and sometimes I have to take a break and uh, get filled back up. If that makes sense. No, it does. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And uh, so I have to get in and because man, it can be overwhelming. I had no idea the amount of ridiculous people that were in the world, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know that people that claim to be believers or Christians had such a diverse beliefs on certain things. And, and dude, it's opened my mind to yeah. the world. Like, holy cow, man, they got, they got some lunatics, man, out there. And rainbow and, bright, right? Yeah. Rainbow <laughs> bright and fruity pebbles. And <laughs> man, you know, I, I think they take the fruits of the spirit in the wrong way. And <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, but man, it, it's, I had no idea. It, and you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. The most ugly acting people aren't, aren't atheists on, on, on that. I've learned that. Yeah. It's, it's the self-righteous people. It's the self-righteous people. I guess like Jesus encountered, and I said the same thing. Somebody said, Mike, will you handle some people a little bit rougher? And I do, and and I do got to watch that, and because I, I I honestly, people take me wrong sometimes because I'm just like boom 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 in your face, and it's you can only tell so much about yourself and your feelings through a video to a certain extent, and yeah. like people think I'm angry because I th- I just talk loud and I'm very passionate yeah. and I'm and and it's not anger if they met me and like or if you speak against a certain sin. like if I speak against homosexuality, you know the homosexuals are crazy, like I hate them, like I have friends. Like, I mean, no, I don't hang out with them every day, but I have, man, I have friends I grew up with that are gay, man, and, and I love them, man, and they, yeah. they love me, and they just know what I stand for, and they're okay with that, because yeah. I don't degrade them or anything like that, you know, it's not about that. We don't hate the people. Yeah. We just stand firm with what the Bible says, you know, Yeah. and, um, but man, I it, it is, man, it's like Jesus did in the day. Jesus didn't treat the woman at the well the same as he did the Pharisees trying to get that, the prostitute, uh, you know, uh, yeah. stoned or whatever. It, the religious people, he treated a little bit different because he knew their, their ugly heart. Now, somebody, somebody in bondage and hurting in life and sin doesn't, they need to be lifted up. Yeah. They need to be, cause we've all been that person. Yeah. And, uh, some, like, I, I, earlier I was talking about how I was the product son on the video and, and, you know, she was like, a lady came on there and she said, my husband would have said that you were never saved. I said, well, you know, I said, we've all been the prodigal son, even him, no matter if he kept that straight image his whole life. No matter, Some of us are prodigal with, out in the open on drugs, in prison, all this. And yeah. then others, their prodigalness is right here in their heart. Yep. There's something, there's something that you've ran from God in, in your heart. No matter yeah. if the world sees it, our only God sees it. Yeah. We all are that prodigal. Yeah. And, um, I, I, th- I, I think that's that scarier. Man. The people that like, because I'm one of those that did it inside. Nobody, nobody knew, like it went under the radar and then came back kind of thing. But like, it was only for like a short season, my seventh, eighth grade year that I was like, eh, I don't know. And just kind of went on my own way started cussing and all that, that was only like outward fruition of what my, what I was pouring into me was that. And then all of a sudden, like God was like, Hey, stop it. And I was like, what? Right. And he's like, what, why are you cussing? Like, what does cussing do? I was like, I don't know. And he goes, that sentence was still a sentence without your cuss words in it. And you just look stupid. Yeah. Like that's like God's like yeah. straight up talking to me. Like, oh, gosh. Okay. Well, all yeah. right. Well, I'll stop doing that then. And like, but like, I, I have a personality that's kind of like, Hey, I like, I like, like you, you're drinking a Coke and I'm drinking uh, a cherry Pepsi. Cause I love cherry Coke or cherry Pepsi. And yeah. Um, my, my friends are always like, Hey man, like, cause I've been offered to smoke weed or, drink and all that and i'm like 
nah. Yeah. I was like, I can't do it. And they go, why? I was all, if I love Pepsi as much as I love that stuff, there ain't no way, yeah. man. I was like, I'll like right. you go this far. I would take it a mile. Like I, I'd be so yeah. far gone. And I was like, I know myself. Yeah. And I was like, I learned that early on. Like, hmm, no, I, if I take yeah. something, I'll go to extreme. Like I've done airsoft and like I got into it and I have like the best equipment. Because I'm like, if I'm in, yeah. I'm in, man. Like, I'm not that, just that's me. That's I'm not how just I am. a little in. And so, my my wife that's good knows to have that. that fear. Yeah, and so my wife was like, uh, because like she knows that I would never drink because I'm like I know where I'd lead. I was like, I, I was like I'd be blatant blatant about it. Like, oh, I'm gonna go get beer. And so right, like, right. That but, that was me. Yeah, and I I mean, and I'm not I I, I don't know what your thoughts on it, but I'm not saying like you can't drink. Like if you have a glass of wine or a beer, I right. don't care. I'm yeah. not that guy, but, um, I'm not either, but like for me, that's not the way I'd ever go. Because it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop at one beer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And, and you know what? And, and I'm, I'm the same way. Like I don't tell people that, but I, I, people are like, I just, you know, just have one for the taste. I, I think they're, I, I'll call them a lie. Nobody, yeah. beer don't taste good. Liquor don't taste good. Nobody just does, oh my God. I mean, Coca-Cola tastes good. You yeah. just wanted a, 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 a Kool-Aid tastes good. If you just yeah. wanted a refresher. Like, I mean, I'm cool whatever you want to do, but be real about it. I mean, yeah. nobody drinks to not get a buzz at least. I yeah. mean, you know, and me, I'm not going to, I'm not going to drink. And if, when I was drinking, I wasn't about to just drink, just, oh, I just want to know. I'm, I, I want to get drunk, you know? Yeah. I like, I want to, when I did drugs, like, I wanted to do all of them. I wanted to get so high, like, I wouldn't be dead, but I yeah. was, like, right close to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're that like, far. I'll push like, it to like, the edge. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and I have, dude. I've, owed, I've overdosed eight times. Oh, wow. And, bro, on three, at least three occasions, I've been dead, like called in code blue to the hospital. He's dead, dead man coming in. And the, and the last time I did, I had been a shot of heroin and it had been cut with fentanyl. And I mean, it was so little, bro, like yeah. that. I thought I wasn't even going to really get high off of it or anything like that. And and it was the last time I ever shot up, man. And I, I, I within five minutes, I was dead in the ambulance. When I woke up, the ambulance people weren't even working on me. They had like, they, they were like sitting there talking. And I come up to and they looked at me like they saw a ghost. <laughs> something. So before I ever did that, like I got into it with my, my old lady. And uh, I was just, dude, I had been the bottom of bottoms of my life. And like my whole life when I did drugs, I always had like these these two rules. I'm like, I'm never going to smoke crack and I'm never going to shoot up. Yeah. And I never got on crack, but but I eventually was around a girlfriend for so long, and I watched her. I used to still dope, and I watched her for so long. Eventually, I started, and and once I did do, I spiraled, and my life I was miserable. I just wanted to die. So I told God one day, I said, God, you can kill me. I don't care nothing about my life anymore. I'm tired of. It. I lived in such misery because I had Christ in my heart from a young age. Man, I just rebelled. God, I could never get away with anything. Like yeah. anything anybody else gets away with, I could not. I was getting in trouble. I was getting pop. I don't care how much dope I sold. I would end up broke. Like it was, it was nuts, dude. Like God would not allow my life to, to incline prosperly anyway while I was rebelling against Him my entire life. Yeah. And but anyway, so I dared Him. I said, God, you can kill me. I got into it with her. I told God that I went to His house. One hour from me, God telling God He can kill me. From me telling God He'd kill me. I was dead in the back of an ambulance. I woke up and they stopped working. They were stopped working on me, and I heard it. I mean, I ain't gonna say audibly, but you know when you hear God, yeah. you do not ever dare me like that again, Blake. Do not do it again. And I and I haven't. I never did yeah. another shot. I, I did. I did some drugs like after that, but like I I never put another needle in my arm. <laughs> I uh, I I slowed down and eventually got off, and that was. But yeah, man, with what within one hour of me telling God to kill me. I was dead in the back of an ambulance from a amount of drugs that wouldn't, shouldn't even have did anything to me. Yeah. That's, that's, that's nuts. But yeah, they I, told I think it's interesting because, uh, I'm, I'm going to do a side note here because he talked a little bit about it, but,
but people get so upset about people like telling your story and they're like, well, if God told you something, you have to write it in the Bible. And I'm like, no, you don't because God literally can call you to be a pastor or to be a preacher or to be an evangelist or whatever. And that doesn't mean it needs to be written in the Bible. It was for you. Like God told yeah. you. And I'm like, if God stops speaking, like, yeah. then is he God? If he's just like, right. oh, well, no, no more. Yeah. I mean, uh, this has been. Yeah, it's called of, the rhema word. Yeah. It's like a rhema word, they call it. And it's right now a word for him. And and I totally agree with you. God does keep speaking. And he totally gives you words for you. Now, we always got to make sure that is lines nothing up. that's said or done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know that. It just, yeah. Make sure that it's lined up with the word. You yeah. know, but but of course he speaks. Absolutely. And and like I I think it's I think it's broken in that aspect. Like I like you said, I've been on TikTok and I'm like, what is all this? Like I never heard of like to be honest, I never heard of Calvinists before really. I never heard of sensationalists. I never heard of progressive Christians before. Like all these right, things, all these little words. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, What is that? What is that? And I'm sitting there going I've been a Christian for since I was nine. Well, even before that, I'm pretty sure I got saved, but I made sure when I was nine years old with my grandma. Right, right. Like, I hey, I want to make sure I'm saved. <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But for like, sure. I was like, what the heck? I'm like, I've been a Christian this whole time. I've never heard of any of this stuff. And yeah. like, like, I don't know. I guess I'm a pretty, like, I'm a smart guy ish, but I'm like, yeah. It doesn't take rocket science to read the Bible. No, and go, it okay. I'm the same this way. Is what it is. And I'm like, I'm the same way. I'm like, you guys coming up with like, Hey, in the Greek it says, and I'm like, okay, so let's go back 200 years when people didn't have Greek Bibles to interpret Bibles. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did they know? Like, were they wrong the whole time? Right. That makes no right. sense. Right. Like, yeah. all... Some people get so far into like this, there's nothing wrong with education. Like I have like theology books. I, you know, I have hermeneutic books. I have, I like to, but you better get your basic doctrine. You better get your beliefs and stand firm in what your Bible that you have right there says first. And yeah. then if you want to go outside and, 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 you know, back up some things with that, but you cannot let an outside source and all these other things yeah. affect what the word of God sit in front of you says and that's what's the problem my biggest thing that i hate with the christian not christian community but people that claim to be christian is you man i can't tell you how many videos i make because i'm i'm firm <laughs> when i make a video about god's word that i show scripture that yeah. way that's why nobody can ever come on my video and i'll never have to worry about somebody saying always speak because i study and make sure in god's word first and foremost <laughs> before i ever make a video that i'm talking to from what God's word says. Yeah. And you can show them in scripture and they'll still tell you that that's not what that means. I'm like, what do you mean? That's not <laughs> what it means. It's right there. Yeah. It's right there. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist. You don't have to have some degrees to understand the Bible. God did not write the Bible for, for, for geniuses and only master degree people. He yeah. wrote it for everybody and the Holy spirit. Them people, all they do, they just know bigger words yeah. because the Holy spirit gives the ultimate understanding and uh that that's that's frustrating for me man i mean yeah. i i knew it, i've heard of calvinist before before this and to be honest i feel like i have enough discernment and understanding i can listen to a lot of calvinist preachers yeah. because 90 percent of their doctrine or 95 is, is lines up in their biblical base it's just that one predestination um issue that they have they, that yeah. they have backwards and um so I can take away from that. Not all of them that yeah. I listen to, but there's a few. Bodie Balkum, uh, John Piper, yeah. um, you know, some like that. And but I can pick and choose. Yeah. But like, but uh, yeah, they have that very backwards. And then like the Torah movement, and <laughs> you know, just I I, I kind of I kind of pulled back off that. You know, I, I I was heavy on them for a long time. Yeah. But. I, I, once I found out God, God, and God told me, he's like, Blake, you can show somebody that does not want truth, that it doesn't matter how much truth you give them. They're not going to see it unless they want to know truth. And, uh, so, and 
So I just backed off. And you know what? Since I backed off of it, and instead of going at them, I just kind of, in my video sometimes, I just preach the truth. Yeah. I've had a few of them. I've had a few tour observing people start start actually coming around. They ain't yeah. going to admit it. They're, I mean, they won't. Their pride won't let them get on TikTok and say, hey, I no longer believe this. But yeah. videos I've made that show truth, they started liking, saying amen on them. And yeah. uh, kind of messaging me here and there, dude. And it's pretty awesome, man. That is and, cool. Well, like, I, I've had so many friends, like, battle those guys. And I'm like, oh. what's the point? And then I was, me and my buddies did a Bible study. And we're reading Titus 3, verse 9. And it says, but avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law. Because these are unprofitable and useless. And that was like, I was all, that's all I needed, God. Like, I got you. Okay. Like, and yep. one of the guys I talked to is like, no, I'm going to keep battling them. And I go, what's the point? I'm like, they don't want to yeah. hear you. I'm like, you can, you can vote. It's right here in this Bible. They know and, all the scriptures that yeah. you're going to give them. They already know them. It's not like you're, you're informing them on some parts of the Bible that they don't know. They know it. They just have, what is the word that they have rejected? Yeah, the truth. It doesn't say they don't know the truth, and that's a that's a different thing. And and that verse, somebody actually scolded me, and I didn't like it when they did it, but they showed me that verse. Yeah, and they're like, Blake, what are you doing? Why is you being right more important than 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 drawing people to Jesus? Like you're making videos. I mean, it's okay to do it sometimes, but yeah. over and over, you're just going back and forth. Like where you're, you're like you're, you're looking, laying the hammer down, and you're like, yeah, not yeah. backing off. Yeah, yeah. You're looking just like them, Blake. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and and, and it, it hit me. And, and so I have. I've backed off. I have I don't even address that anymore. And God said, Blake, you just speak the truth, man. You just get on there and share the word. Yeah. And and it's you're not gonna make anybody believe anything. Yeah. The Holy Spirit's gotta do that. We yeah. we can we can plant the seeds, we can give them truth, but but even even like he told the disciples to dust their feet and leave. If somebody didn't want to hear what they, yeah. the, the testimony and the gospel that they have. And that's the same case now. You know, you don't go beat nobody in the head with something that, that they don't want to hear. Only those that are willing and seeking God and truth are going to get it. So I've refrained from all them arguments and debates on, on the tour of service. Every now and then, I mean, maybe not just different things. I'll not arguing, but, I'll, I'll go back and forth. I got to be careful because I talk rough and yeah. it's not even personal. Dude, I work yeah. offshore. I'm a sailor. I'm yeah. a sailor. Like <laughs> I work with the roughest of rough people and you know, they curse each other out for fun. You know, just that kind of mentality. Yeah. So we just talk rough. Up. And so I have to be careful because people take it, you know, the wrong way. And, and, and I'm a representative of Christ. It's not my intentions to hurt anybody, but, but <laughs> just like I told somebody with say cussing, because, I, dude, I, I, I still, when, I, when I'm out there, I have to watch my mouth. It's like I have it. I mean, not filthy language, like just whatever. But, you know, yeah. I just I slip up sometimes because. And, and do I think if I hit my hand and said dang or hit my hand and said damn, do I think I'm some big sinner because it's different? No, I don't. But the world's looking at me. Yeah. And I claim to be a Christian. And if, if it's looking like I, I'm talking like the world, I need, it's my responsibility to go a step above and beyond yeah. to show people that I am not of the world, you know, and, and that's where I think like smoking weed, having a beer in public, things like that. No, I, I don't condemn anybody. It is what it is, you know, but I think we have a, I mean, if you go sit in a ballroom and don't have a beer, but, but you're a Christian, do you think that's good that you go sit in the ballroom, even if you didn't drink? Yeah. Do you think it looks good on you that you're sitting in that environment? It does not. Yeah. Were you in sin? No. But were you, but were you doing everything that you can? Not nobody's going to listen to you walking out of a bar talking about Jesus, even if you didn't drink. Yeah. So we just have little ways as, as Christians, and, I, and I'm being refined on all these things too, dude. I'm only telling you like what what so, I'm learning yeah. as I'm growing myself, and we have a responsibility, not just what is sin and what's not, yeah. but going above and beyond to show that we're different and we care and portraying Jesus. Yeah, for sure. 
And I think sometimes people forget that. And even on TikTok, to be honest, like there are some creators like battling it right now over like, you were too rough and gruff with this person. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden that guy's like, well, you're using this verse to beat me over the head with. And like, they're going back and forth. And I'm like, do you guys like, and I've messaged people before. Like, can you guys do this offline? You guys look ridiculous in front of everybody. And then I purposely follow atheists because I want to see what they're saying and what they're doing. And like, I followed a couple that, have like come come against like some of us Christian TikTokers and like some yeah. of us have done like they've done debates with them or whatever. And so yeah. one of them follows me and I don't know if you know who Atheist Troll is. He's his name's like Jeff. And his, his uh, man, name, I wanna I wanna say yeah, but but man I I, I can't tell you for sure, but oh. I wanna say I do. I've seen that name. His name's like somewhere. don't ban me TikTok right now. Because I think he got banned okay. by his other name. And so, um, I am purposely and intentionally, like, I randomly message him and he messages me back. And I'm like, me and yeah. him aren't, like, tight friends, but I've been like, hey, man, but like, I, but I, saw cool. you, I saw you had surgery. Like, how are you doing? Because he had, like, he has, oh, like cool. th- thyroid cancer. So, they did, like, in your throat. Oh, area. man. And so, yeah. I was like, how'd it go? And he goes, oh, man, I'm doing good. I go, hey, man, I know you don't believe, but I'm still praying for you. And he goes, hey, thanks yeah. so much. Like, didn't argue with me, but he's argued with people over less than that. Yeah. And I'm, like I'm, yeah. like, I'm trying to build some sort of rapport with him. But, like, that's awesome. He he's the type that he'll watch that stuff and post it on his stuff and be like, look, the Christians don't even know what they, like, they can't right, get along. Right, they can't right. do it. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm, like, you're proving their point, and you're adding to the fuel yeah. to their fire. And I'm, yeah. like... How yep. about we not? And um, and I've been guilty of that, man. Yeah. I, I promise you I have. I just wanted to be right, and I thought I could just put my finger in it. And, and and God really dealt with me. He's like, like you're looking like the world, man. And even if you're right, dude, yeah. the point the point of it isn't, excuse me, the point of it isn't to be right. Yeah. The point of it is to draw people to Christ. Yeah. And, and I've had to learn that, and he's refining me, and, yeah. and, and I've stopped. I've stopped these back and forth. You're not going to see me in a debate because I mean, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not against people that debate, but yeah. the point of the debate is not drawing people to Christ. That's whoever has the best argument. And it's, I think I'm not, not all the people that debate, but a lot, most of them, it's just a pride thing that they can show that they're more right than you are. Yeah. And I, I just, and I'm not saying everyone and I'm not down anybody that does debates. It's just from what I see, it's yeah. these people with intellects that can, throw around their big words and their, their, their degrees <laughs> and the, what they've used, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's okay. But, and that's, I have a big issue with a lot of people that have all these degrees in biblical studies. And I mean, I have a few, man, um, that I, that I talk to regularly and they're awesome, but a lot of them get on there and they just talk so intellectually on, on the videos like you know, like nobody even the average person have no idea you're sitting what in the there going talking about with a dictionary yeah uh, yeah what is, what yeah, is exactly. that word he just said and i'm like yeah and i'm like dude that's it's arrogance and i can see it and i'm like dude your job to learn that stuff isn't to portray it that way to people it's to take your knowledge and break it down to somebody to a common person so they can understand and comprehend yeah. And, um, yeah, man, I, I, I don't like that at all, man. But I mean, there's there, I have a few good friends that have degrees in there that, that teach very well on, on TikTok. And I like that too, man. I like knowledge, but yeah. I just want people to know sometimes they get so deep, they start living doctrine from things they've learned in school that was written by a 12th century, you know, book instead yeah. of, and, and, it, and it starts to, shade up their their biblical doctrine beliefs because you know and i'm firm word in, in what what god's word says you yeah. go by that you know yeah and i think like you said i've i met people who are like well this pastor says this i was like well i shook my bible out and uh reverend brandon was wrong so uh oh, it, was, God, it wasn't it wasn't uh-huh. in there and uh yeah. i checked a few times and uh 
my ba- my Bible may be highlighted like a rainbow, but it's it's a uh, it's not yeah. it's not that way, man. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Dude, them them guys, man, it's incredible. It's crazy how many people follow follow them. I, yeah, I it's Reverend Brandon nuts. actually blocked me, and I'm like, I, I like I haven't even said a word to him. I was like, you didn't even give me a chance. Like I so wanted to mess with you a little bit, and you didn't give me one bit yeah. of a chance. Yeah, and so yeah, him and uh, him and Adam, they don't like Adam, whatever it is. Yeah. Other, you know, those little rainbow, they don't like me at all. But I've only called him out a few times. Like I don't, I don't stay over there. I mean, anybody that really knows God's word, don't even pay them people any attention. Them aren't them aren't the wolves in sheep's clothing to me. They, yeah. I mean, they're they're wolves in wolves' clothing. I mean, everybody knows that. Yeah, it's the ones that. That it the wolves are a lot harder to, to to spot. Yeah, and like some of these big name preachers that preach seventy five percent scripture, you know. But yeah. um, that, and that's why I tell people like when I I'm not big on just calling out all these false pastors and all that. Like every now yeah. and then, if I see something disgraceful, I'll put it out there. You know, it's being talked about. But but when you do, so many people are just like I'm like, dude, it's called a wolf in sheep's clothing. Like yeah. it doesn't say in wolf's clothing. Like they're going to be slick. Yeah. They are going to be the ones that you like listening to the most. They need to be know? slick, and, or uh, else. How do you? Yeah, how do you? They'd be in wolf's clothing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, I, I definitely have seen uh, just different people like that and do different things, and I'm like, man, like I don't even know how they get there, but. Something to know is some of those big pastors don't even write their sermons. Like I met somebody oh, I who like was telling me that has been involved with some of those big churches. And one of them that people yeah. like to call heretic that isn't Joel Osteen. Uh, they're like, he has writers. Like he'll be like, Hey, I want to talk about this go. And the like seven writers write him his thing. And oh, like some of them it. are like woke kids who are like, well, from my degree, I'm just gonna say that uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, immoral sin isn't a sin anymore. So I'll add yeah. that. And I'm like, yeah. I'm all, how can you be a pastor and never write your sermon? Like even if you steal somebody's sermon, you still add your yeah. own stuff to it. And I'm like, it's not really yeah. stealing because it's God's word, but like, hey, that's a and great I idea. You, I would tell you what a lot of them do. They take about a half a portion of a, one verse and they say that and then they'll ramble the rest of their whole sermon off of just emotional highs. Like you take a, you took a, a half a sentence out of a verse and yeah. then you just said that and then the rest of your whole sermon uh, will be just some emotional high like Percy does. You know? And uh, people will love that guy. But <laughs> yeah, they... They definitely, oh, they love that guy. You better not say nothing about him. Oh, you better not. They're going to be all on you, boy. <laughs> women. Women. I'm going to say it's 90% women that love him. Is it for Stephen Furtick? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Boy, you say his. <laughs> you say his, like, so I will tell you, like, maybe seven years ago, eight years ago, he. I felt like yeah. he was a real deal then. Like. That's, I used to listen to him a little bit too, way back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I was like about eight years ago, nine years ago. That was when like Mark Driscoll was doing stuff, and all mm-hmm. of them, you're like, oh, okay. Like you check your Bible, like, hey, that adds up, like, and yeah, doing that yeah. stuff, and you're like, okay. Um, and then I don't know if you know who Perry Noble is, but uh, Perry Noble, he used to be Boy, at I New Springs that. Church, and they fired him because he had an alcohol issue, but he is getting himself right. And they fired him while he's gone getting himself right. And he started the church and he like, he's at a new church and like, yeah, I feel like it humbled him a lot because they started like, they had like 15 campuses or 16 campuses. And like, um, I mean, he, I know that name. He preaches, he preaches will real well. And I don't ever hear anybody calling him out as like a heretic. And I, I, I don't watch okay. them all the time, but I used to for like yeah. when when I was living in the house with uh, 10 teenage girls, me and my wife, like we do church. And uh, when the pandemic hit, we're like, um, 
do you guys still want to do church? Because church isn't open here in Utah. And like, they were like, yeah, I'd love to. And then I was like, well, check. Uh, well, we went, we basically church shopped between like three churches that I was like, Hey, they're doctrinally sound. Let's go through these three. Yeah. And we went through three and they're like, I like his church. Cause like, he's a great preacher. Like, um, he would read the, he reads the Bible and like you said, but he reads a whole verse or like right. almost a chapter right. and then goes, this is what God's saying. And like, he breaks it down and tells right. a story. He'll go back and break it yeah. down. Yeah. Exactly. And he, he, yeah. he'd do an illustration and I'm like an illustration guy. I'm like, I, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm like, sure. if you could do, do an illustration, I love it. Like, yeah, well, you are yeah. you, on my list. You're way up here if you can do one. Right. And so, yeah. um, I don't know why. I guess I'm more like visual, so I'm like, "Oh, cool! The water changed." That <laughs> like, helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. For sure. and so, but like, um, we went through it, and like, one of the things I saw, like he, like now he's changed a lot. Like, so he went to get like correct himself for drinking, and like he goes, "I wasn't drunk, not beating my wife or anything, but alcohol became yeah, more of an addiction." Yeah, and so he goes, wow. "I had to get away." So he left and then they let him go. He was gone a year. And, um, during that year, his wife left him too. And so, so he's like, now I lost, lost my church. I lost my wife. He goes, my dog died and my truck got away. He goes, I'm just kidding. It's just a good country song. And And so he, um, he was like, I, I honestly was gone for a year. And all that happened, and then a half a year goes by, and I just told God, like, I guess I'm done. Like, I lost my wife. I lost my church. Like, um, I, God, I, I I will follow you, and I guess I'll get a new, just a regular job, and that's all I'm going to do. And um, he goes, that's it, God. Like, I'm done. And then all of a sudden – a couple of pastors called him and go, Hey man, like it's not over. God wants to let you know it's not over. And he's like, what? And he's like, God wants you to know it's not over, man. You're not finished. You're not done. And he's like, what the heck? Like he goes, I just prayed a prayer. And then also like three pastors call me and basically yeah. all said the same thing. And he goes, yeah, that's God, when like, you know, uh-huh. he goes, that's when yeah. you know it's God. And he was like, okay. Yeah, sure. So he did, like a video like we're doing here and he just preached a sermon and like 300 people showed up on, on the, the thing. And he was like, okay. And so they were doing it like just normal. Weren't doing anything. He goes, Hey guys, we're going to continue doing this. Um, and if we want to meet in person, let me know if you're in this area and we'll, we'll meet in person. And all of a sudden yeah. people started meeting at his house. Like, at his house, sitting in his living room while he preached uh, on camera still. Wow. And then, uh, like, some of the people were like, hey, uh, we think this could be the start of a church. Like, and we start tithing and doing stuff. And he goes, I don't want to be the one handling money or any of that. And so he's right. like, we're going to give it to this person to be, like, the treasurer. And now they're, right. like, at a huge, like, shopping center at a church. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it was only like dude, three that's years, awesome, dude. two or three years. That's and I'm awesome. like, God, God, if you are, if you're one of those people right now listening and like thinking God's done with you, he's not. So if you're sitting there going, well, I screwed up. I messed up. You're never too far gone for God to use you. Never, never, never. And, and Dang if God. that's you just know God's calling you. Like he didn't, he didn't call you away and, if you screwed up, messed up, it's not over. It's not over till you're dead, man. And even then, you're going to eternity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're never, you're never too far gone. God, God uses. I'm gonna tell you, God uses the broken because, and, and man, I'm gonna tell you this: God has not taken away my desires. For, from drugs and alcohol and and sex, like, like from women, uh, my desires have not gone. I'm always one step away from from being in sin. 
I have to cling on to. Some people are like, God took away everything. Oh, my desire. Well, that's good. He did for you. Not me. Not me. I have to cling to God every single day. And that helps me so much more. That God, I'm like Paul. Paul says, I do the things that I do not want to do. And I don't do the things that I do. How wretched of a man is I? I have to crucify my flesh daily. I'm the worst of all sinners. And that's me. I can't dabble. I can't even begin to take my eyes off Jesus one day. Because yeah. if I do, guess what? That that sin, that that stuff is lurking at my door. Always. I'm always there. And God's used me. And no, God doesn't ordain. Or God doesn't want you to live in sin or go astray. But God has foreknowledge of all things. Yeah. And God allows you to go down these paths, each person, and 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 He uses it for His glory. And no, he, it's not His will for you to sin. But God, our, the, the most powerful thing there is is a testimony. Yeah, man, the testimony <laughs> by the blood of the Lamb, the words of the testimony. You know, and you, you know, you're never too far gone. God, God is. God has delivered me from so much, man. I, I, like I said, I have been the, I'm a three time <laughs> convicted felon. Yeah. I, I ate overdoses, drug dealer, drug addict, drug, just every type of criminal. I mean, I couldn't, we'd be here for eight hours telling you the things and testimonies I have, man. But if you are listening, God's not done with you. And there's nothing that you have ever done in your life that he won't forgive. And you never, you never forfeit your purpose. Yeah. Never. Amen. Your purpose is always there. And and all it, I'm going to tell you one thing. It's called surrender. Until yep. you surrender, you'll never know. And once you surrender and give your life to Christ and, and, and and bury that old man, and, and God knows your heart. God knows if you're faking it or you're for real. But if you're for real, you get you tell him you allow, and you begin to pray and read your Bible every day and surrender and follow him. He he ain't he's never ever. You're dealing with a God that has never failed one person ever, ever, never, amen, ever. <laughs> you know, and and. Dude, it's it's so. Who knows why God allows us to go, you know, down the path that we take. You know, I might have went, I might, I might have went, made straight A's in school and went to college and died in a car wreck. I don't know that. You know, I might have died when I was twenty years old. You know, and God, God is out of time. He is. He's all knowing, and he's always he he. He's going to use whatever you've been through for his glory. And and I'm so grateful that he, that he's, he's using me just in little ways. And I, and I'm, I know, uh, I know a little on my TikTok ministry. It's not much, but he, he's preparing. Uh, I think he's preparing me, you know, if you, the amount of studying I've done to give messages on there has, oh, Increase my knowledge of him so much and and I've learned it's not as it's not as difficult finding God or or we make it so difficult and I'm gonna tell you three things prayer staying in your word and relationship with him worshiping him it's vital vital if you're not constant in prayer constant reading your word and you're constant talking relationship with God you're, you're not hit, you're not progressing. You, you, he, you know, if, if you're in a relationship with your wife, if you don't talk to her, if you never have any type of conversation with her, if you know nothing about her, if you, you know, you just say, oh, okay, we're married, and you never speak to her again, yeah. your marriage isn't going to grow. It's going to fail. And God created us for relationship. And 99% of the time when people say they're having problems with God, I ask them that, are you praying every day? No. Are you reading the Bible every day? No. Yep. Do you worship him every day? Do you take time out of your day to speak to it? No. That that's 
that's where it all lies right there. And being obedient. And you got to surrender and be obedient. Yep. And I, I don't know if you know this statistic, but it is like if a pastor reads his Bible for five minutes a week, just five minutes, he has read more than his entire congregation in a typical church. I've never heard that. And uh, it was through, sorry, it's it like super windy out there. Um, in, it? uh, in, it's a Barner research. So they do a lot of research in churches and all that. And like is a couple of years worth of research. And like, what? And like, just to know that, like people don't even crack open their Bible. They're like the pastor preaches, they bring this Bible with them and then throw it in their trunk. And they're like, yeah, see you next yeah. Sunday Bible. And close, yeah. close up the trunk and there you go. You're like, what? Like, I, I mean, I'm so excited to challenge like teenagers to be like, Hey man, I dare you to read your Bible. See what happens. Yeah. Like see what God yeah. does. You want to see your school change. You want to see your life change. You yeah. want to see your family change. It starts with yeah. someone. Um, but if you're a father listening to this, it starts right there. Like if you do it, there's a bigger percentage. Your whole family will get saved. If you as a father. Do yeah. It. Man. And, and like it says, if you train a child up in a, you know, train your child up to love God, he will return to those ways. People forget. It doesn't say that they won't wonder. They yeah. won't go off. It said they return to those ways. And, and man, that's, you train your child up to love Jesus and you store that in their life, in their heart, and you show them what a godly parent, a godly person is. They might run away from God for a little while, but when they get older and they get a family and they get children, they're going to return. They're, they're going to, most, 99% of the time, are going to be that parent as well. They're going to they're gonna have those values and morals that were stored to yeah. them. And, you know, a lot of, what I don't get is a lot of people, man, they, it's like they throw out, the ones that do read it, they only read certain parts. And, like, if if, if, I, if you see me just ripping out the book of John, Corinthians, Exodus, and throwing in the garbage, you'd think something bad about me. But people, that's what people do in their minds. Like, yeah, they only read the parts. They want to read their Psalms for the day. Yeah. Lord will be with me and comfort me and give me peace and rest. And he counts my teardrops and he loves me. And then, you know, he, that's what it is. And, and that's all they live off of is a daily Bible thing. Yeah. They'll, no study. <laughs> they'll read a, a Proverbs. They're like, uh, okay, Proverbs uh, 27, 28. Death and destruction are never satisfied and neither are human eyes. Wow, fantastic, God. That was great. Let's right. have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, it made what? it feel good that day. Uh, yeah. That, oh, that was, where, where's the context in that? Where's more to that? And that's it. Right. That's all you get, people. That's why, that's why I tackle those, like, real tough issues on there. That's why a lot of people hate me, you know, because yeah. I'm not afraid to tackle those issues because I don't have to worry about it. It ain't me talking. It's the Word of God talking and and. and I'm going to go to scripture and, and and that's why I do it because you know what it does? Nothing else. It causes all those people that even want to prove me wrong. Yeah. To go study. Go, go ahead. That's why I tell people, go ahead and prove me wrong. Cause it ain't me. When I talk on a video, it ain't nothing that I'm, I'm grave neither. I just, I'm just firm in it because I'm, <laughs> I read it in here. Yeah. I read it in the word and I know what it says. And you know, yeah. and you, boy, it's hard. Like, feelings and emotions and I think what I've seen man is this parable it seems like more women than men are involved in their bible and studying and knowing the word nowadays dude. Yeah. and it's it's sad it's not not that women are doing it but it's sad that the men have stepped down and yeah. aren't being the leaders aren't aren't that's I mean I think that's one of the biggest problems with this nation man well you even to be honest, if you ask guys, they're like, oh, I'm too busy. You're like, well, yeah. bro, you're playing video games. Like, yeah. you, can, you can take 30 minutes of that time and read your Bible and pray and do that. But honestly, like, I've done construction. I've done police work. I've done other jobs where I'm like, hey, the whole time I'm like, hey, God, thank you for this day. Thank you for what you're doing in my life. I appreciate it. Like, 
hey, God, you showed yeah. up right there. Like, thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding me in that conversation. And, like, it, it says to pray without ceasing. And, and so, I mean, like, where, where are you going to yeah. go with that? Like, that doesn't – and I think people think it has to be, like, oh, heavenly art thou. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And you're yeah. like, yeah. no, nah, man, you could be like, God, man, I don't know what to do here. I'm struggling. What do I do, God? Like – I need they don't help. understand what praying is. It's yeah. relationship. It's talking to God. Yeah, you don't have to be on your knees in the corner with the candle glowing. And and yeah, yeah, man, walk down the street, man. Everybody has an ear, uh, AirPod or earbud in their ear nowadays. Dude, throw you on some scripture. I yeah. throw you on something. When I'm working, dude, I promise you 90% of the time when I'm working, I have either a sermon or worship music in my ear. Yeah. Like, it keeps me focused. It keeps me, my mind always on it, dude. And even if you're not paying attention and it's low, it's soaking in. It's soaking in you, man. What, what, yeah. It's going in. And, man, 30 minutes. Of, dude, if you read your Bible for 30 minutes every day, that is, that's incredible amount of knowledge. Yeah. People don't understand that. 90% of Christians don't read their Bible 30% a day. I mean, 30 minutes a day. Yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah. Guarantee you. True. Nor pray more than 30 seconds. Yeah. Thank you, God, for the day. Thank you, God. Let me have a good night's mm-hmm. sleep. Good night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, so- yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that and that's that's everything, man. That's that is everything. They do not know how much their <laughs> life would change if they lived a constant life of worship and praise and Somebody was telling me the other day they're dealing with voices and, and like they're just struggling with demonic attacks and all that. And something in my spirit, so I said, praise and worship. Yeah. They're like, what do you mean? I said, when you get that attack, you start praising God, lifting his name up, worshiping, singing the hymns. They said, how is that? I said, because you cannot praise God and think about fear at the same time. Yeah. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. <laughs> I'm not saying the attacks are going to go away. Yeah. But your mind cannot be praising the Heavenly Father and also be praising a demonic attack as well. You're yeah. going to be focused on one or you're going to be focused on the other. Yeah, and there's no in between on that. No, there's not. And it's a mental focus. And, and I know I know that I made it sound a lot easier. And I'm not saying it's easy. But, yeah. but you've got to. You've got to, man. Do you trust in God or do you do not trust in God? I do. And that's something we're all growing in. We have certain, certainly I have a lot of growing to do in different areas too. And and I got to be careful because I'm kind of not proud, but I like to gain my knowledge and understanding myself. And yeah, I, and I don't listen to a lot of people, and and I have to be open to that more. And I have a select few people because man, it's hard to trust people, man. Yeah. Like uh, who's speaking into your life, you know? And so I found me a good. It's very good to have accountability that's what men don't want accountability uh, I, I think a lot of times so it's good to have an accountability partner somebody that's going to hold you accountable living you know with your prayer life with your with your with your marriage or, or your relationships with with everything just a good accountability partner is so good yeah. to have people don't want that people don't want accountability a lot they want to do what they want to do yep I agree man well, I think this is probably an awesome spot to stop. Something I didn't tell you is that we always ask our guests to pray us out of the podcast, if you wouldn't mind. Pray? Yeah, to pray us out of the podcast. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any prayer requests? No. Nope. It's just you pray for the people that listen to this podcast or whatever, however you, however you want to do it, man. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight, Father. We thank you just for giving us life. We, we thank you for the opportunity just to speak your word, to talk about your word. You're so good that we can just come together and just how how magna, magnificent are you that we take our time just to lift your name up, to share your word, Father God, to praise your name, just to meditate on who you are. We, we I thank you for the opportunity to meet this brother, Father, to have another brother to be to hold accountable all the things that, that as we walk our daily lives, Father, just another man of God. I appreciate everybody that 
that is listening to this podcast, Father God, and as they're listening, speak into their life. Let your Holy Spirit move, Father God, and let them know that they are worthy. Father God, that, that they're never too far gone. Father God, that there's nothing that you will not forgive. I pray that the Holy Spirit just moves upon the lives, Father, through this podcast and this brother that takes his time out to further your word, Father God, to lift your name up, to, to bring new people in to share their testimonies and the stories of the incredible amount of things that you have done in their life, Father. You are a good God, and, and we thank you for all the blessings that you've given us in our life, Father. And I pray that you just protect each and every person listening to this podcast. And I pray that somebody's out there that they're seeking purpose for their life. Father God, I pray that you just consume them with your fire and begin to refine them. We love you again, Father, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.